Oh, by the way, oh my god! Oh, love my brain thinking about penises. Hey everybody, and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human. Sitting to my right... Chelsea Watkins, aka Chell Razor, and straight ahead of me... James Odell, also known as Alpha Spectre. Boba Fett is on a secret mission for the Empire, so he will not be joining us uh, this week. You just uh, blew his cover. He's dead now. Ah, oh, shit. Sorry, thing. God damn it. Uh, we were so problem. sure he was going to be the villain of the next movie. <laughs> uh, anyways... <laughs> Or no, he does now. Uh, Jedi, what the fuck am I talking Failed. about? <laughs> uh, okay, so guys, we got a lot of great uh, news for you. We're instituting honorable mentions today. We got a little bit of sad news later on too, uh, but a lot of awesome news to you know balance it out. Uh, first, we're going to start off with a group discussion of a little image book that came out this week called "Spawn Kills Everyone." Um, so basically, uh, the synopsis for this book is that Spawn, not the Spawn we've all been reading all of these years, but Spawn, the actual Spawn who's small, chubby, and a dick, uh, wants to make money off of a movie because everyone else is making money off movies, so he goes to Comic-Con to advertise this movie without... San without, Diego Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con, and uh, without having a booth or any plans or PR people working on it, he's just going to walk in and announce this movie. <laughs> and everyone's going to love it. And so in, inadvertently, he ends up killing a bunch of cosplayers, <laughs> assuming that they are the actual people uh, like, like Deadpool. Deadpool. He assumes it's Ryan Gosling instead of Ryan Reynolds. Hulk, Yoda. He even, he yeah. even killed Iron Man, the guy in Iron Man suit, after seeing that the guy in the Iron Man suit is not Tony Stark, he still kills him. Like, and he, opens he hates him imposters, a, he said. It's a can opener that pops out of his big gun that he has. <laughs> yes. And ultimately, he ends up winning the costume contest because they assume he got all these people involved, got special effects involved, uh, and that the deaths were fake. And then he kills Todd McFarlane, who's, prevents, who's presenting him with the award. Todd, of which, wrote this book. So, um, yeah, that is basically Spawn Kills Everyone. Um, I'm going to go out with, start out with what I thought of it, and I thought it was simplistic and hackneyed. Honestly, I feel like it was the easiest thing they could have done and that they were playing solely off of uh, simpletons, more or less. Like, ooh, let's have him just kill the Hulk this way. It was like, let's, oh man, let's have him insult uh, fucking Deadpool in the easiest way. It just felt easy. It felt like Todd didn't want to meet his deadline for a regular Spawn book, mm, and he just made this. That's I don't harsh. know, because the next Spawn issue is coming out next week. I don't know. Well, I'm saying that's what it felt like, not what it is. I, it just felt easy. I yeah. felt like it was It was really cute. It was tongue-in-cheek humor. It was very... It was very... And yeah, it was easy, but the thing with that, like, not all comics have to be this, 
this like complicated no. like masterpiece. And he's and this is a fun a fun comic book about someone going to Comic Con, but killing a bunch of people. You see, Spawn oh, kills everyone, and you it's, think it's supposed to be lighthearted. This is gonna be epic. It's supposed to be lighthearted and fun. It's Image Comics. I mean, that's well, because I mean, on the cover. <laughs> Uh, like they're known for their lighthearted Walking Dead, and I. But also Tom McFarlane. I mean, think about it though. He writes himself in it, and then get, and then kills himself off. It's not supposed to be like this so complicated, serious mess. It's supposed to be like this is funny, like with San Diego Comic Con just happened, and this is funny, like. Yeah. Well, I think it was cute. I don't think it was like that writing this. It wasn't like this super serious spawn story. Yeah, it's just kind of Because he made sure to know like. Man. The, the big head and the chubby belly and all this and that. I knew it was going to be cartoonistic. Um, I didn't really see what Spawn was going to look like in the book. I saw the cover, and I was like, okay, well, that's, you know, a fun little cover. Like, I I think what bothers me the most, like, the biggest thing was that they didn't have to tie this into anything because it's not the Spawn we've all been reading. It's uh, And it also confuses me because now I'm like, okay, so he, this is the real spawn, is what this book is saying. <laughs> that this little fat dude is the real spawn, and that everything else is bullshit. I don't know. I <laughs> one of the things that I really enjoyed about it though is here in the beginning when when he's taking the shit, he's reading an issue of Spawn number he's, one. Yeah. He goes out of the bathroom when he's at this comic book convention, and these two chicks are standing here reading a Spawn number one. Mm -hmm. Why is it so specifically Spawn number Yeah. So. It's Spawn number one and everything else. Is that Moon Knight? Is the other book I Moon Knight? I think so. Because huh. I was trying to look at that earlier. It looks a lot like Moon Knight. It, it really seemed like it was Moon Knight, but I'm not sure if it's supposed to be one of his, one of Todd's other creations. But it was fun. Uh, it wasn't over the top or. It, oh. it, it was over there. Also, time. why the fuck is Darth Vader's lightsaber an actual lightsaber if it's a costume oh contest? Oh my god. Because he's, he's, he's not going to win the costume <laughs> contest. He did not try hard. He gave up. He oh said, fuck god. it, I'm not going to try to actually create. Oh, no, he got killed. Yeah. yeah. And that's he what he gets Darth for Vader. not fucking yeah. doing it right. That's not why, that's not why he's not going to win. That's Children, he got killed. Children, if you do cosplay, do it right. Create try. new technologies. Try. <laughs> A little bit. Or else you get killed by Baby Spawn. I mean, <laughs> I feel like if Spawn hadn't have won, it would have been Darth Vader. Because of the lightsaber. Because of the lightsaber, yeah, right? I think he's the real hero of this book. <laughs> this, whoever this fan was, who's wearing like a Run DMC chain with his fucking <laughs> Darth Vader outfit, invented a brand new technology. Like, which will... No. Inevitably <laughs> change war as we know it. Uh. <laughs> all for a costume contest. That's the guy. That's the guy we should have been following. Well, up until his tragic death. I was sad when uh, I was sad when he killed Yoda though, because I know that's I was a kid. I had to be a kid. Yeah. I didn't like that. Uh, that's what I didn't I, like that, but I like the whole um, Donald Trump thing. That's what I expect from these. Donald Trump uh, thing. I, I, liked, I liked when they beheaded Donald Trump. I thought that was very yeah. There's very a point nice. where they switch uh, Donald Trump and Red Hood's heads. It's cool because it it's says, uh, where was it? Where was it? Oh, that's more accurate. And Donald, you look great again. Which is really funny because great's looking bold. Because he wants to make mm. America great again. And I thought that was. I thought that was. That was tongue in cheek too. That was really like, yeah. ha ha ha. That's the part where he fucking kills Venom, the Venom cosplayer, by farting on his mask. It's, 
Well, it's, it's, he's just, he's, he's a childish character in this. I feel like... Mm. He's childish, he thinks he's the best at everything, and he... Or maybe this is them trying to, like, get more out of the popularity of I Hate Fairyland. Because that... This yeah, feels very I go. Hate Fairyland. There you go. Uh, maybe Todd was like, you know what? Uh, I, I can do that, too. So... It could be, and, it could be a big, like, what? fuck you to everyone. Like, hey, it, you it does say number one on it. doesn't say one shot. It's uh, at the very end... Uh, on the last page, it says the end question mark. So yeah, this really could just be a way of them testing the waters to see if they can make a series out of this. Um, I and think I if feel anything, like it'll yeah. be a mini. Maybe. Yeah, it's no way they're gonna. But then again, I hate Fairyland was supposed to be a mini. So yeah, but something like this, there's really with this being based in like the real world, yeah. and he's the real spawn in the real world. They don't. They're not going to be able to do a whole lot with that before it's just dead. Although I do want to see how he interacts with women. Image has a way of keeping something going much longer than it really see, should have, or they intended to. Uh, he didn't kill any women. The Walking Dead is another example of that. Like he expected to end that book forever ago, but he yeah. didn't know how he was going to end it, and then he just kept coming up with ideas, uh, and they keep selling, so they keep letting him make the book. So. Uh, I hate Fairyland's another example. Um, I feel like Paper Girls is pretty planned out. Maybe that's yeah. that's not a good example, but still. Yeah. I don't know. Paper Girls has the potential to go for a while at least. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's so layered. Uh, yeah. And just the characters um, that they're dealing with in time travel. I mean, yeah. There's so much they can do there for a very long time. Um. Okay, well, um, I think the the verdict is like I didn't hate it. I'm not yeah, upset that it. I read it, it the best. or that I bought it, uh, but I've got some it. major problems. With, like if it does, is a run on series, probably not gonna even care. No, me either. I'll I'll get it if it's a mini. If it goes on past four issues, even, even if it's it a mini, spawn, I don't know. Even if it's a mini, I'm done. I know, I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. Like I'll be, yeah. Like it wasn't, it wasn't horrible. I had a couple, I had a good, some chuckles, but. So let's move on to some books that uh, have some substance to them. That have some real substance. I to don't them. Get it, yeah. And Chelsea, I think you're starting us off with something here. Oh well, I'll be surprised. <laughs> All right. Well, I decided this week since I did watch. The movie. <clears throat> which, what did you think about the movie? Since you missed the um, variant episode, which isn't up yet. Um, it's a solid C. Uh, I felt like that some things were rushed that they maybe uh, shouldn't have you know, had the movie come out as soon because they were. I mean, they had to have so many reshoots, and they took so many scenes out. Well, we discussed. Uh, during that, the, uh, and I think it popped into our heads as we were doing it, that um, they had, uh, Jeff Johns is now in charge of DC Entertainment. Oh, God. So, and one of the first projects he jumped onto was Suicide Squad. And what I, that's I think why, that's why, why they, they did those reshoots, because he came in and yeah, was like, yeah, that makes look sense. at all this bullshit. No, here, we, here's yeah. some scenes, go do those. You got mean, the you money. Know, and that makes sense. That makes sense. But also, I mean, I feel like a lot of the costumes were rushed. Like, they, like... Enchantress? Are you fucking kidding me? That is literally you like Enchantress? that is literally chainmail armor. Yeah. That's you get more yeah. in Skyrim than I think you get. <laughs> and she looked like she was channeling Zool. 
at the end. <laughs> she did. Um, they only gave her that costume. It's supposed to tie in. They only gave don't, uh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> they only gave her that costume because they wanted to bring the you know fashion model some, some yeah. more sex appeal because she needed it. Yeah. Um. She didn't actually need it, but like the actual enchantress, like her outfit is still like still sexy, but not what the fuck. Yeah. Like, and things like, like that. Like too. Fish Boy was like totally was Fish, Fish Boy was Fish Boy right? Swamp Thing? Fish Boy? Fish oh crap, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I took off his shirt and I just started watching Swamp Thing. Yeah. Like these things like that. And I don't mean to nitpick, I don't, but like this no, is something But this is something I've loved Suicide Squad since the beginning Suicide Squad. Like since the fucking first comic since book. Since nineteen fifty seven. And I've loved them. <laughs> I've loved them. I haven't even been alive that long, but I love them so much. <laughs> and when I was, I was so excited about this, I think that Margot Robbie was a phenomenal Harley. I think I don't think she got she enough. She did a way better job than I thought she was. Gonna I don't do. think that she got enough screen time. Really? I don't think she got enough. I feel like she was all over it. I I feel like they didn't really like. I mean, it's Harley. She it's hard to scratch the, the surface with Harley, but I just feel she probably got the most screen time out of anyone. I know. Plus, and you know why? Those are the moments that the movie actually enjoyed. Okay. So I don't know. I it's a scene. So you enjoyed the bulk of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the parts were her in there. Joker. I, I'm not even gonna talk about oh, that right now. Oh god. Yeah. No. We went on and on about. Although, the did anyone think that um someone said a theory about the Jason Todd theory? Yeah, I haven't watched it. How do you guys feel about I that? I refuse to watch that. I haven't watched because it because I, I don't it's... think that it is going to be accurate. I don't I think, think that it has anything to do with. The, the actual Jason Todd. It's it's right up there I'm, with this Jar Jar Binks theory that uh, is really huge. They believe that Jar Jar Binks is going to come back in a movie and that he's going to be a Sith. And <laughs> yeah, it's oh, and it's got strong foundations in of fan base. Oh like yeah, God. lots of people believe in this idea, but it's not going to happen. Let's do a five out of Freddy's spinoff. Um, up. It's just stupid. I'm giving up on media. We're done. Right. We escaped that fucker. We're <laughs> let's move on. Uh, but anyways, okay, take us away right, well, with Suicide this is, Squad. This is the the, uh, the rebirth did an amazing job on Suicide Squad. Better than the movie. Hmm. Way better <laughs> than the movie. Anyways, so it starts out. Amanda Waller. It's just like it's just this background, like it's just over over talking. It's, it's, in her, it's in her voice, and so she's sitting there, looking at files. She's in a helicopter, and they're going to Belle Reve. They get to Belle Reve, and she's saying that she had, you know, red flags there. She's saying that she they have a special mission, like you heard in the movie, the whole suicide mission. Does she so care if they this die? Book, like coincides with what we got in the movie. Is it, it like a legit like no number one again? They're going through all the same shit. No, I said okay. thought that, I, and I kind of yes and no because I thought so when I read it. I was like, it's gonna be the fucking movie. Why am I why am I reading it? But then I was like, the suicide mission they go on is different. Okay. Because all, all the characters are in there, like in the movie, and like certain like different things happen. Uh, the dialogue's better, um, <laughs> which I'm not gonna put. I'm not gonna read all the dialogue. Although you really should check this, this this comic book out if you even remotely enjoyed Suicide Squad, even remotely. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, so you see, like you see, Rick Flag, and um, they are. She's talking about bomb codes for the brain, the ones that they had, maybe the ones they injected in the head. There's Katana, Second in Command, 
They have all the... You guys can't see, but I'm showing you. Everyone <laughs> um, determination codes. Talking about, you know, get out, highly classified, blah, blah, blah. And then you get, like, slight introductions like this. is Katana, yeah. badass, flag second in command. You know, so they're going through all that. They're getting all the people, all the villains out of their perspective, like, rectangular cell things. And... Boom. Next scene, you see all of them together. You, now, not all of them, I don't mean Di Diablo's on in this. Like, Slipknot, what the fuck? He's definitely not in this. <laughs> His death fodder. I mean, this is ridiculous. So they have this. They have this thing. And underneath they have, you know, the, the quick little introductions to each one. Deadshot, assassin, assassin. And they're each responding to what Amanda Waller wants. So... Like, Deadshot's like, just tell me who I gotta blow away. Harley Quinn says psycho underneath hers. <laughs> Captain Boomerang, Australian under his. June, Moon, <laughs> freelance illustrator. Killer Croc, Crocodile Man thing. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing, the, the thing that Amanda Waller wanted to stress, like, evil exists. That's what she says in the beginning. She says, and I will use it. And as, as the movie, she's using evil against evil, trying to. Using, you know, the worst of the worst. Well, they... Their mission is space. They're going to space. Wait a minute. The Suicide Squad goes to space? Yes. Oh my god, why didn't I buy this? <laughs> this is what... Because in the beginning I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, but this right here is what made me go, I'm going to read the rest of it. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, Rebirth, number ones, they have this like, quick introduction and you don't really get the, the whole big story, but like, it was pretty cool. So everyone's complaining. You see a spaceship. Everyone's everyone's bitching because, like, the Australian he doesn't want to be in there. He doesn't want to. He's like, oh no, I, I'm sick. I'm you know I've been on the toilet for days. I'm hydrated. And everyone's told to shut up. You know, she gets on the, I guess, telecommunicator, and there's a cosmic item which I don't fucking tell you what it is. It's the first comic book, but apparently it's some like. Fucking like Siberia, like looking place, and um, it's a weapon, and they have to, uh, they have to either destroy it, um, like contain it, or like still they have to get it away from the Russian, this these Russian like rogue states, who's also trying to in space trying to get this. So, uh, so the whole time they're talking about this, they're like I don't know how I feel about this, like you know I don't want this, like we need to get aerosol or flags, like we need to do like. Aerosol, see, we could just do that. It won't work though, so we should just we should just like you know, do like stealth, like stealth missions. That way we'll get in and out, and no one have to worry about it. Well, the whole time this is happening, they're having this big conversation. Croc is getting sick, really, <laughs> really sick. <laughs> I feel a bit unwell, and they're still talking. And what made me kind of giggle a little bit is Harley Quinn's fucking playing Pokemon Go. Oh my god. <laughs> really? Wow. Because it says, like, someone's like, okay, I'll say this in two syllable. This is like, um, Waller in the background. I was like, I'll say this in two syllable words for boomerang that stand. And, um, and she's like, look, there's, she's like, ooh, there's a pokey cutie up here. And you see her, <laughs> and you see a picture of her, it looks like a Pokemon, and it's obviously not, like, <laughs> oh my god. Right. <laughs> she's playing, it's apparently a Pokemon, in this, like, on the spaceship, and she's just. I was like, this is ridiculous. She's finding space Pokemon. She is. She's like, oh, Pokey Cutie. <laughs> so, uh, she's, you get in, steal, or destroy this cosmic island. Ensure the Russian rogue state doesn't have it. And remember, if you get any ideas about running for it, I will not hesitate to blow your mind in the most literal sense. So she's still threatening with the whole yeah. blowing up the, you know. And she said, good luck. 
and they just fall out of the middle of the ship. Falling, falling, falling. And everyone, and they're, like, they're going towards, they're going back towards, back towards Earth. So they brought them to space to drop them yep. in Russia. Yep. They're going all the way, like, they're, like, reverse boosters aren't working, Croc's getting more sick, but he has, everyone has those helmets on, so he starts puking, and it's in his helmet, and he's starting to drown, which is oh really funny, but, uh, <laughs> This guy's everyone, dying, it's hilarious. <laughs> well, I mean, like, a croc, he's a crocodile, and he's, like, drowning. He's drowning in He's blind. drowning. So Harley's like, this is fascinating. Croc's gonna drown in his own space helmet. And, like, so Rick Flagg, make, you know, he's like, fuck this, I don't care if Amanda Waller doesn't care about them, I care about them, these are my people now, it's my job to bring them home. And so he removes the, the helmet from him as they're going down to get all the puke out of it. He's doing well, but they're still, they're falling really fast. Puke's going everywhere, all over everyone. <laughs> going real fast, they're starting to, uh, they're out of control. They're on fire. Like, the, the ship thing that, that they fell through is on fire. They need June Moon to help. He's, Rick Flagg's like, hey, June, come on, change, change. She's like, no, I'm not doing it. Please don't make me. I don't want to. Because you, know you know that she doesn't want to do it. She's like, I feel her. There's too much evil here. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Then, quick change. Fools, human, blood cattle, finite meat sacrifices, enchanters, blah, 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 blah. Just all that. They... They brace for Kathank. They fall in the water. And it's just a little, little introduction. Like they call the Suicide Squad for a reason. All the kind of background thing. Yeah. Your atypical reintroduction. Yeah. It's, it's, it's still in Amanda Waller's where she's still talking. Yeah. My name is Amanda Waller and I am content. And then it says at the bottom right corner, next, someone literally dies. <laughs> and... Uh, now it goes into a personnel file. So yeah. it's like the movie. Because yeah. the thing to note about Suicide Squad <laughs> right now is that um, each issue for this first arc is going to contain two mm -hmm. stories. Uh, one of which is the arc playing out, and the other is going to be like background stories for mm -hmm. the characters. Which I'm really glad they started with Deadshot. Yeah. Um, it goes to the past, and he is with um, he's. Talking to uh, the Nagas, which is like a cobra, the one the guys with all the snakes. Okay. Um, big. I know he, they were. They're big in uh, the Batman series. Yeah, yeah, they're playing out in that right now. Yeah. So like, he's trying to make a deal with them, but really it's not like it's not a big deal. But they want him to kill Bruce Wayne. <laughs> he's like, okay, ten million, you got it. And you don't really know. You don't really know like why he's here. What what happened? Like why? You know anything? You just see. You know, get this guy, we'll pay you, boom. Then it goes back to the present for just real fast. It goes back to where Amanda Waller's talking to him, like, through the cell. And she's just recalling his backstory, like, you know, like, oh, <clears throat> this is you, you're a dead shot, assassin for hire, it never misses, well, I think that's bullshit. And, like, just, just, just kind of, like, just riling him up, really pissing him off. And then, like, you kind of you kind of get more. He's like, oh, because of your daughters, this, blah, blah. And he goes back. And the, fun, the thing that a lot, I love so much is that you see you see a picture of his daughter. Zoe Lawton, 12 years old. 
And that, like, she's, she's pretty much, she's just ripping them a new one. Like, how you could protect her, how you were a freak show, and you couldn't protect her from the freak show of your family. It's a horrible, just, like, shit. Well, you also see Batman crashing in to the Cobra's place during this time. And she also, uh, Amanda Waller brings up the reason that Deadshot stays away from her because he don't want to infect her. Because he wanted her to remain good and be only good. What I love so much about this is that you actually see Batman and Deadshot working together against the Cobras because they have Deadshot's daughter, right? Like covered in robes at some warehouse somewhere. And so he's pissed off. He wants to shoot Bruce Wayne. He, he already he went. He got up there. He went and tried to do it, and he couldn't do it because they started working together to beat them. But the one thing that Deadshot did that obviously Batman wasn't good, wasn't a big fan of, was killed, killed the guy that had his daughter. He's like, you know what this means? Was what Batman said. And she's like, you're my father, because she doesn't even recognize him in the outfit. So they make a, they make an agreement. Batman's gonna take her somewhere safe. What he said, what he asks, he says please, and then he he's just gonna let him like take him, let him go in. He's gonna go to jail, and he wants to go to jail, and he's just gonna. Go, go amicably. And at the, la the last one that just makes me sad. The good, then you can take me to prison. That's what you do with bad guys, right? It just says the end. And you just see him in his hands. Yeah. When and I, like, uh, Aw. The... That just made me so sad. Because he let himself, he, he went willingly. He's like, take her to a safe place, yeah. and I'll go to prison. And the thing that made me want to buy this the most, like, the, made it the hardest to fight against, uh, was... I flipped to that last page. That's Why would you do that? Oh, well, I was I was flipping through it to see what was going down. And I never flipped to the last page. I, never I uh, last saw page. that last page. And I was like, oh shit, I gotta read this. It's just it was really sad, but I loved it. Love how they painted Deadshot. I think that they painted him accurately. I think that Will Smith's role in the movie, besides the fact that I think he plays himself in every movie. They, I think they picked him because of that father role. He plays yeah. a father role typecast really well. Yeah. I think the only thing that would bother me about this issue is that it feels like they wasted time telling us the same thing that we've already read and already seen and we already know. We're good. Like, Let's that, get to the that, mission. That was my problem with this. That was yeah. my problem with it. Like, I was excited that they brought some new dynamics. They, got, they gave a lot of the characters different, you know, more dialogue. Yeah. You got to you got to know them like a little bit more instead of like, this is Harley. She's a psycho. This is Deadshot. He's an assassin. This is Croc. We don't know what he is. This is you know like, they were like you know they, they had they had them interacting together, even yeah. in this even in this just the first one in a short amount of time. Yeah, you saw how their behaviors were gonna be, what their attitudes were gonna be. I liked it. I feel like I feel like I think I'm gonna stick with this one. I feel like it's gonna get better and better. I'm gonna I'm gonna give some faith. If it doesn't get better by the fourth. Issue, I'm done. It's Suicide Squad. The last run was pretty good. Um, I, okay. I would definitely, I would definitely pick this up if you even remotely liked Suicide Squad, or if you didn't like the movie, because I enjoyed the, this comic book and I didn't like the movie. <laughs> if they would have done the comic book kind of like the, if they would have, sorry, if they would have done the movie kind of like the comic book, um, I probably wouldn't have had as many problems with the movie. Okay, well, doing? moving on, uh, we've got Odal, uh is going to start us out with our first round of honorable mentions. Uh, just didn't have any this time around, um, but what are you? Uh, what have you been reading this week, Odal? 
this week, as always, when it comes out, it's one of the first things I read. Uh, I hate Fairyland or fuck Fairyland. Uh, so much fun. <clears throat> it's great. Like, the, there's one thing that I just I have to flip through here and show you guys is they they have to go to the Tower of Battle. <laughs> to to get to where they need to go, and it's a giant arcade machine. Nice. Yeah. So like that's where almost this entire issue is spent, just in this tower. Of Looks battle. like the animation is taking. Well, different. I'm not familiar he, with fairy. It with goes fairy from magic. the normal style. Yeah, the normal. To Scotty when the, when they're in the arcade machine, oh, it changes okay. to like new graphics or so whatever. They, they I'm not familiar with this. I'm not familiar with fairy. You oh, should really you read need it. To. Yeah. I think oh I will. God. I'm not familiar with it. It got pushed on me by Alpha Spectre here, and I it's, love it. Well, it's if you want, if you let me borrow it, three. I would, I would gladly read it. Uh, I'm actually working on getting a copy of the trade. The first trade is already out, oh. so I have been meaning to pick up a copy of that. Of yeah. the Geek. Does, do they have it in what stock? What day are you yeah. going to the Geek? Thursday. Yeah. Why do you always go when I have to work? Because that's the day we go. <laughs> I, I'm going to send you guys some money. I'm going to buy me stuff. Uh, but, like, she goes through and has to beat this princess who nice. turns out to be this buff-ass bitch. <laughs> and it oh. was, as always, so much fun. Uh, Nightwing, of course, I've been keeping up on with the Rebirth. Mm -hmm. And he's working with a new partner. Uh, Batgirl showed up in the last issue and followed them to where they're going. They had to go through this, um, Rude, uh, his name is Rude something, uh, but they had to go through this maze builder's house. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, Rude's madhouse. And Babs joins them through this and... The Parliament still thinks that Nightwing's working with for them, but this guy, the new guy Raptor, is claims to be better than Batman, <laughs> and Nightwing's like, no, he's not better than Batman. He has a different outlook and all this and that, but he's not better. Uh, but this was a really good issue. There was a, there's a lot of tension now between Nightwing and uh, Babs. Nice. Yeah, so, and that was, uh, that was announced in the advertisement, too. Like, yeah. Yeah, so it's so In the last issue, he stood her up. Oh, Ooh, they, you do like, not on do a that. Date. Like, they had an actual, a date date. That's kind of like that. their thing. Dick like, yeah. that's, that's classic that's a dick move. That is a classic dick move. That's, that's a dick move. That's a classic dick move. And, uh, my, my last honorable mention is Power Man Iron Fist 7. Oh, so in, uh, in 6... Iron Fist got taken to jail. Ooh. Yeah, he like he willingly went because you know he's like I'm one of the good guys, not gonna fight. And I yeah. love this cover here. He's behind bars and the bars are melting. In his yeah. Hands. yeah, but like he's in jail and he he's all right being in jail, letting the the system do what it needs to do. Luke Cage is like, no, this ain't right. You know, I need to do something. Oh. Jessica Jones is trying to tell him, you know, no. Don't do something. You're pissed. You know you do stupid things when you're pissed. And, like, Luke Cage ends up getting into... Or not Luke. Uh, Iron Fist gets into fights while he's in prison Aww. already. Uh, we get some cool backstory of Danny Rand's training uh, as a kid. But ultimately, by the end, and uh, in issue six, Ulysses has a vision of Luke Cage 
And in the end, we find out what that vision was. Luke Cage decides he's going to go bust Iron Fist out of jail. Oh, and I knew it. at the very end, they... They say, like, it's all of uh, Carol's people. She's like, let's go stop a jailbreak. So I I can't wait to see what happens in the next issue. Because I'm like, holy shit, they're going after Luke Cage. (laughs) Oh, God. Honestly, I think... Uh, I think Captain Marvel's got the power on her side. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, she, yeah. Can, she can she, handle Luke Cage. Well, and she's got all those people, but they've, they've butted heads before. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting to, to see what happens there. Uh, I don't know. I can't wait. Yeah. But my book of the week is Moon Knight number five. We're, we, <gasps> fin- we finish up this You arc. picked a Moon Knight. Book. I know. I've only <laughs> done this like... Four times. <laughs> I didn't do number four. You didn't do number four. I don't, I don't think, think you did number two either. Well, now yeah. next week. Every, every other month. So every other month I'm doing yeah. Moon Knight. But <laughs> this was a, a, a five arc issue, and it's it, the whole arc was titled "Welcome to New Egypt." Oh. And throughout, we've seen Moon Knight in a mental hospital. Escaping, dealing with zombies, or not zombies, mummies. Yeah. And, like, basically zombies. all kinds of, Egyptian like, zombies. Egyptian-esque uh, foes. At the end of issue four, after they get out, they find uh, Gina's diner, and she stays there to wait for her boys. They go to the pyramid, him and Marlene go to the pyramid that they saw in issue one and three and four and all that, they're like, this is where we need to go. It's calling to us. We need to go here. And when they get up on the steps, they're greeted by the original Moon Knight. Oh. Like the, the cloaked wow. Moon Knight. Oh my so God. we have Mr. Knight, which is uh, Mark in his suit and mm-hmm. the pullover face mask and all that. And they start kind of fighting it out. And the old school Moon Knight is telling you, you're insane. You've lost your mind. Let me end this. I'm the real Moon Knight. You know, let me take care of this. And he's like, no. And takes one of his moon daggers and stabs him. (gasps) And so that hooded Moon Knight takes Marlene and runs into the pyramid. Which Marlene is Mark's lover, girlfriend, whatever. Uh, So he runs into the temple and finds a door that has a, a moon symbol on it. Touches it and is now in space. It's <laughs> uh, now actually on the, on on the moon. moon in a suit of space armor. And the art style kind of changes here, too. Oh, I like that. And so he sees the footsteps of them walking to this other door across the way. And so he starts running over there and is greeted by what looks to be moon werewolves. <laughs> moon wolves. <laughs> Which, oh my god. I think there was a Moon Knight arc where he was a werewolf. That's cool. Wow. So, cause, well, yeah, because he, he first appeared in Werewolf by Night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So, that that makes a lot more sense now. Uh, but, like, he, there's, like, eight of these guys, and they just start chasing him. He's just like, nope, fuck this, runs to the door, <laughs> and goes through that door. <clears throat> And when he comes through, he's in his suit, but he doesn't have the mask on. And he's on a studio set for a show. Marlene's there in a red cloak, almost like Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. And uh, 
the two orderlies from early on in the series are trying to chase after him. He's like, the boss is going to be happy that we found him. And, and the other guy's like, yeah, but she's still pissed that you let him get away. Hmm. And so he runs through another door. And now he's in the city streets somewhere where there's just nudie bars and hookers. The red light district. Yeah. Wherever it is. And like, someone's like, hey Jake, how you doing tonight? Feel like some company? He's like, no, no thank you. So like, he he gets approached by a hooker. There's all these sex clubs and everything around. And then the orderlies come out and like, they crawl out of a sewer. And, like, hold him down. They're, they're trying to give him the sedative. And he's like, no, I'm not going back. They're, you can't make me go back. I will never go back. And he takes the syringe and hits one of the guys in the neck after reverse headbutting the guy that's holding him. And so he manages to get away, finds another door with a moon on it, clicks it, and runs through. And it happens to be Seth. The the guy that he was told is the cause of all of this, mm-hmm. who's the ultimate bad guy, and Moon Knight is now back in his suit and mask and all that, and he's like, what are you doing here? What happened? And says, was like, what do you think happened? And Mark explains to him, you know, you did all this. You're the reason behind all this. And Seth tells him, he's like, no, you're a puppet. And Khonshu did all of this and has controlled you and strung you along to this point. And he's like, you know, go to him. Because Mark can feel himself being drawn up the steps. And up at the top is the cloaked Moon Knight sitting in a chair. And Mark asks him, who are you? Who are you really? And he responds, you know who I am, you've always known. Mark's like, no. And the moon's like, yes. And <laughs> goes to take his mask off, and it's Khonshu. Hmm. And what happens here is Khonshu explains that he needed him to come to him. He needed him to find him, do everything that Khonshu asked, submit to him completely, because Khonshu needs his body. Oh, shit. Khonshu needs to take his body to continue on, and take his body so that he can continue, so that he can live in the real world. And he's like, you know that your mind is broken. You know, I can, I can help end this. I can end your pain. All that is that. He's like, Mark's like, no. Which any other time, you know, he's always been about obeying Kanchu, and you know, basically serving the guy who brought him back to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Conscious like, what do you mean, no? And he said, I will never let you have me. And jumps off of the ledge out of the pyramid. And you see a flashback to all of the friends that he's lost along the way. And he's just falling and smacks on the ground, blood everywhere. He's dead. And the sands just wash over him. And then on the next page, we see him laying in bed. Waking up, looking around, Marlene approaches him, or the woman who appears to be Marlene, and he's like, Marlene? She says, what, you don't remember my name? How many other actresses do you bring home, Stephen? And he's like, what, what did you call me? 
and she asks why he's acting so weird. She's freaking him out, and she says, "You should you should get dressed. We have a call time." He's like, "Call time," and explains to to him that they have to be on set soon. She doesn't want to go because without him because of the creepy director. So he needs to get dressed, and he just looks out the window at the city, and sheds a small tear, and it says, the end. <laughs> so, that's a good one. I kind wow. of called from the beginning that this was a dream sequence. Like, I'm we pretty sure... We still don't know if it was. So, uh, but... Like, that, that's the thing about Moon Knight, is it keeps, this, keeps you guessing. Yeah. That was definitely a loop, but... It got it's, and it's so like you don't know what's coming for loop, on did. the next page, and I don't know where it's gonna go from here. <laughs> yeah, like is he actually an actor or well, like, what's gonna happen? This was this used to be one of his personas. Yeah, and so I don't know what's gonna happen, but <laughs> it's. Trippy, and I like it. Yeah, that's a pretty cool issue. Um, okay, guys, I'm going to take it away with uh, some of my honorable mentions here. Um, first of all, I wanted to uh, talk about The Accused. Uh, it's a one-shot that ties into Civil War, and I feel like this is one that a lot of people are going to skip over, which uh -huh. is another reason why I wanted to do it, because it's actually pretty good. They, um, they really go into the trial of... Clint Barton, Hulk Killer, is what they've been calling him, uh, during this one. And it also gets into some of the dirty dealings going on behind the scenes. And how Matt Murdock, the prosecuting uh, attorney, deals with these to ensure that there's a fair trial. While at the same time doing everything he can to make sure that Clint goes to jail. Um, ultimately, if you've been reading Civil War II, you know the verdict of the trial, but if you really, really want to know how this plays out and why the verdict goes the way it does, you should pick the, uh, pick up The Accused. Um, it's made me pretty excited for The Fallen, which I'm buying next week, so, yeah, check out The Accused. The next one I want to do is Superman number five. Um... Every single issue since Rebirth, I have loved. Um, from the first two, which were really kind of delving into uh, John's powers, John being Superman's son, to now they're fighting the Eradicator. This takes John, Lois, Superman, and the Eradicator all to the moon to discover a secret bat cave, and Lois ends up in the hell bat armor. Um... So yeah, check this issue out, because uh, I'm, I'm sorry, none of that sounds even remotely fun to you. You're probably not a big fan of DC, because that's, that's a lot of wish fulfillment right I'm there. I'm a big fan of having fun. Um, and then my final honorable mention is Batman number five. Um, if you've been following this arc, there are two new characters out there in Gotham right now. Their names are Gotham and Gotham Girl, and this issue gives us another taste of how they came to be who they are an earlier issue uh told us like who they are like their names where they come from uh it turns out they lived in gotham their entire lives this one gives us a little hint into how they got their powers doesn't give away the farm but it lets us know a little bit more of what's up um and someone dies in this issue um 
the I, and I think the the most interesting thing here is that our next uh, arc is called Gotham Girl Year One. So, yeah, uh, I I'm kind of digging it because it's not totally focusing on Batman, um, and that's been kind of the theme here. Everything Batman's been a part of, he's kind of like he's an important part of it, but. He's not the central part. part. Yeah. Uh, Whereas this is focused a lot on Gotham and Gotham Girl. Um, Detective Comics is focusing on this team he put together, um, led by Batwoman and himself. So, yeah, check out Batman number five. Um, We we finally close out this I Am Gotham arc, and it gives us a hint into what we're getting into next. Uh, I can't wait for Gotham Girl year one. Now... For my book for this week, uh, I'm going to be doing um, somewhat begrudgingly because there there were a few other things that I kind of wanted to do, but Bob missed this podcast, so someone's got to do All-Star Batman number one. Um, but anyways, it was a really good book. I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy it. I'm just saying that I probably would have picked something different, um, if not for Bob's absence. Thanks, Paul. God, Bob. Jesus. Now we've got to talk about this awesome book. <laughs> Um, we open up the story to a banner at the top of the page that says, Miles Traveled Zero. Um, we're at a diner with a variety of people, um, two of which work there, one of which is a regular. They're talking about, um, the sculptures that the cook makes, uh, thinking he's some sort of Michelangelo. Then they get to talking about the bugs, because, uh, I guess they're somewhere in the, the forest. They say they're, uh, they're getting bigger and bigger every year. While this is happening, we see in the background, Firefly and Killer Moth are have Batman by both of his arms and are crashing him through the, the diner window, um, uh, exclaiming, where the hell is he? Throwing him into the, uh, the space behind the counter. And uh, then we get a little introduction of Batman that says, Batman, most wanted man in the state. Uh, you'll find out why shortly. Um, Batman's more focused on making sure that people get out of the diner, um, and he's basically not giving them the time, uh, time of day and just focusing on these people. Well, Fire, uh, Firefly doesn't like that, and he says, fine, the fire will eat and eat until you start talking, but he gets cut off because Batman wraps his cape around, uh, Firefly's hand Ooh. where he's starting his flame up, which causes him to burn his own arm. And uh, gives Batman the advantage to uh, take out Killer Moth. Killer Moth uh, decides that he's uh, going to spray everyone with acid. And Batman says, fun fact, many adult moths have uh, no month... Uh, sorry. <laughs> Batman says, fun fact, many adult moths have no mouths and live less than a week. I mean, really, once they reach maturity... Their only job is to shut up and die. Food for thought. And he stabs Killer Moth in the forearm with a kitchen knife, um, deactivating his uh, acid sprayers. Uh, he brings his focus back to the people, trying to get them out, and they're saying, you brought him here? Uh, obviously not talking about Killer Moth and Firefly, and they're saying it's his fault. Some of them are arguing that he just saved them, maybe she should give him a break. When... Two robotic arms come through another window, grab Batman from behind, and pull him outside. Um, 
We have a little flashback after that to 22 minutes prior to this event. Batman is talking to a hooded man um, who's telling them that he threw it away. Batman tells him to shut up. He says, what if uh, someone finds it? Someone always does. Um, just wait and see. We pop by, uh, back a little further to two hours ago. Batman and Duke, who, if you're not familiar, is Batman's not sidekick, not Robin, was once leader of the Robins in the Robin War guy. <laughs> uh, it's very hard to describe who he is, and he has no, um, he has no code name yet. He just wears this Batman-themed motorcycle helmet and this yellow and black jumpsuit with a bat symbol on it. We don't really know exactly what Batman's doing with him yet, and that's to be flushed out during Rebirth, which also begs the question, is this in continuity? Because um, it's all Rebirth costume, it's, and usually, classically, All-Star is not in continuity. Superman and uh, Batman and Robin were not in continuity books, so. Then probably not. Um, uh, this one's playing out a little different. Anyways, um, they're going back and forth, thinking, uh, talking about the rattlesnake venom that got released into uh, the clouds and uh, merged with the precipitation, causing acid rain that's been scarring and burning most of the people in Gotham. Um, but luckily, Batman stopped it. Jim Gordon even almost puts his hand down in a puddle before Duke stops him. Um, and they start talking about uh, Two-Face, who is this hooded man Batman was talking to earlier. Um, talking about maybe he should throw him back in Gotham. And Batman tells him that, no, he has another plan. Um, apparently there's this house that Dent came to him with and said, uh, if this uh, re it reaches you, you have to know every time he comes back, it's getting longer. And he's coming back now. And I'm already losing myself, Bruce. He's got a plan. He's got terrible plans. I don't know what they are, but I can feel it. Listen to me, though. There's a way out this time. I finished what, I, uh, to, I finished what we started, Bruce. You need to take me there. You need to take me to the house. And apparently they've been working on the secret house together. Uh, while Dent is in control of himself. Uh, then we flash back a little further to two weeks ago. Uh, Batman is watching uh, Two-Face on the TV. Says, uh... oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it turns out it's him watching Dent on the TV. You get a little confused with Two-Face, like yeah. what's going on with him. Um, and Alfred is standing by uh, saying, uh, that he doesn't need to try this. Two-Face has already infected him. Uh, it could be one of his games. It could be a trap. And he says, it was my idea. Um, so it turns out this was all Batman's plan the next time Two-Face came back. Uh, we flash forward again to 20 minutes ago from the actual present. Uh, so it's still a flashback, but it's a flash forward from the two weeks ago flashback. <laughs> um, he's talking to uh, Harvey Dent in the plane and um, he says uh, he's talking about how he's made this hit on Batman that anyone who takes out this plane gets him away from Batman and gets him to safety is going to get the fortunes of three of the richest uh, crime bosses in Gotham City uh, so they'll be set 
for their lives and many more to come. Um, while uh, they're having this conversation, they're having a conversation about morality as well, and Batman's not having any of it. He's like, you believe in exploiting uh, them. As D.A. Harvey Dent put mechanisms in place to track all criminal behavior, as Two-Face, you use those mechanisms for your own private information network. Um, so we find out a little bit more about how Dent does what he does. Um, while this is going on, some crosshairs are focusing in on the Batmobile, and Alfred comes in to say, you know, we've got incoming, you know, you're going down. Um, we flash back forward to right now, where Batman is being thrown through a barn and into the sculptures that the people in the diner were talking about earlier. And it turns out it was the Black Spider, another one of the hired guns that's trying to cash in on Harvey Dent's little uh, hit contract that I guess he, he broadcast over TV and radio because okay. everyone is trying to get in on this. Um, he, he's firing off at, at Batman. He's like, finally going to kill you. He shoots into him, and uh, it turns out that it was a distraction. And Batman comes up from behind him saying, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> he's got a chainsaw in hand. Uh, and so he starts uh, cutting off Black Spider's uh, robotic arms while... Uh, oh, God, this part's so great. Uh, uh, Firefly is coming through the grass uh, behind him. Uh, he's saying, there you are, you... I'm gonna, and he pops out of the, the grass. Batman turns around and stares at him. He sees the scene with the chainsaw and the robotic arms are moved, <laughs> and he just this. turns around and runs. <laughs> he's I love that. He's not fucking with Batman. Um, turns around and runs, um, and Batman finds his way to the downed bat plane, um, where uh, Two-Face has already escaped. All he finds is the little shroud that he had on Two-Face's head. Um, when the waitress from the diner walks up and says, I just wanted to say thanks. Uh, thanks for what you did back there. And he's telling her you shouldn't be out here. He's And a gun comes to the back of Batman's head, and the hammer's been clicked back. He looks over and he sees all the people from the diner. They've got guns in hand, batons, uh, tire iron. Uh, she tell uh, the waitress tells him that she's sorry, but you brought this on yourself. We want that money, so everyone's trying to cash in on this. Uh, and then he hears the ting of the coin flip, and there is Two Face behind him. Look what we have here. Um, the people from the diner are trying to tell him, you know, just hey. No one needs to get hurt here. Just let him go. That's all you have to do. That's all we have to do to get the money. Um, and she's shaking and eventually ends up firing on Batman, hitting him in the back, downing him. Um, and Two-Face decides to turn his attention on him when Batman reaches up and pulls him down into the grass. Uh, nobody can now see them. Uh, they're wondering where they went, blah, blah, blah. And Batman has dragged him off to uh, what looks like a house of some sort, like a, a barn, and he gets him, uh, he gets Two-Face chained back up. Um, Two-Face is taunting him with, like, look, look what's happening to people. 
they're all after you. Um, and it turns out it's a truck uh, that he's brought him into. Batman's getting in the front seat. Um, Alfred's pleading with him, telling him, please turn around. Uh, Batman says, I'm pressing on. I'm getting him to that house no matter what it takes. Um, and he says he's cutting off communication uh, because to bring down the bat plane, someone close must be working with him. I need to go stealth on this. Um, that, uh, Alfred's trying to plead with him. He says, Batman signing off cuts off communication. We cut to a panel where we see Alfred is crying, and he says, I just wanted to say, I'm so sorry I had to do it. And he's in front of a computer with the crosshairs on the bat plane because he's the one who brought it down. Um, oh, my God. Batman takes the coin, throws it out of the truck, and uh, we see that someone is holding on to the back of the truck. Uh, I don't know who this villain is, honestly, but hes he looks like the Invisible Man. He's well-dressed. hes You can't see his face. His face is invisible. You can see right through to the back of the jacket. Uh, and he's wearing a top hat. Looks like the Invisible Man. And then at the bottom, there's a banner that says, Miles Traveled 1. Miles to go, 497. Yeah. Um, there's also a little story in the back here uh, about Duke and some of his training. Too. But, yeah. Um, like and that's going to be... That all. Yeah, that, that's going to be fun, um, finding out about his first case, which I guess is Zaz. Because they come across these people who've been cut so expertly that if they move a single muscle, they these wounds will completely open up and they won't bleed to death. Uh, and only one of them is still alive, asking to be killed. So, yeah. Who is this? Oh, Gentleman Ghost. How fucking obscure. Um, <laughs> but you know what? This, I really like this uh, for a lot of reasons. One, it's well written. Um, it also leaves you guessing. You wonder why Alfred brought down the bat plane. Um, you know, uh, you wonder who's going to come out of the woodwork, like friggin' gentleman ghost. Um, well, Jim Craddock. And it does Batman, not though. focus on the Joker. I think, like, we finally get some focus on Two Face, who I feel like has been shoved into the background for a few years now. Um, even I when he was made more important in the Arkham games, it also just felt like still so minuscule. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad we're finally getting into some, like, more higher and so like, all Batman. Like I was just saying about, uh, the Batman book, uh, Dark Knight, or, uh, Detective Comics, those books are going really well, and I feel like it's because we're getting more focus on things that have just been side characters to him, more or less. Like, stepping stones. Um... But we're going to end up with Joker again anyways. So. And I will say, like, J.R.J.R. did actually kind of step his art up in this one. Yeah, um, but you, there you are still moments, him. like... Like, what is up with this guy? Like, his eyes I are not know. red. Yeah, the, the cook, his eyes are not red in other uh, panels. But right here, he like looks that. like he's been run over, his face has been run <laughs> over by a truck, and he's high as shit. Maybe that's what he wanted. <laughs> But, um, yeah, his artwork's really good in this. Um, Way better than it normally is. And we we, we were kind of worried about that because of the JR, JR, excuse me, because <laughs> I tried to hold it back, so, because the JR, JR, um, variant month, God, that was, that was hard to get through. 
Um, but yeah, great book. Check that one out. And again, I think I think it's gonna be in continuity. Thing. I don't know. That's that's best left up to the suits in maybe, Washington. Maybe <laughs> okay, so uh, moving on from Batman, let's talk about Batman. <laughs> and, uh, uh, recently, it got announced. Um, there was a little trailer that came out for uh, Batman '66 movie called "What Is It?" Batman: Return of the Cape Crusader. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! And this trailer is so great. Um, if you haven't seen it, go check that out. But it's uh, Batman and Robin are on this giant TV dinner tray. Yeah, or almost like an old school cafeteria. Yeah, tray. and they're being led into a furnace. <laughs> All the while, they're talking about um, how how are they going to get out of this one? It's so it's classic '66 and it, dialogue. It's Adam West it. and Burt Ward. It's charming. I'm not a huge fan of the old show. I am. Uh, it's too so campy cute. for my taste. I like uh, when I was little. I was when I was a kid. I enjoyed the movie because it's the camp condensed to a movie. Like I don't I don't think I could sit through like multiple I episodes of that. But, like, I, and I feel like I'm going to enjoy this, too, because it's, again, it's the condensed version of everything everyone else loves about that show. Um, but, and it turns out that uh, the way they're getting off of this TV tray is they're going to use their new film <laughs> uh, to get out of it. And, like, after they get off, they're just talking about the DVD at that point. Um, but, yeah, it is, it, it's... Burt Ward, Adam West, they even have Eartha Kitt, uh, or no, Ju- Julie Newmar yeah. is the one that's going to be in this one. Um, yeah, they've got Julie Newmar, uh, and apparently uh, in the advertisement they say many more. So um, I'm wondering who else we're going to get. The guy who played the Joker in the old show is dead, right? Cesar Romero? Cesar Romero? Is he dead? Is he? Chelsea? Roll that beautiful... Romero could have footage. I'm pretty sure he's not, but... Uh, I, I, didn't either. I don't know. But, uh... Um, I would have known about this. Yeah, it looks yeah. fun. Because um, I love Cesar Romero. I don't have to buy it on Blu-ray, though, because I know Bob's gonna. <laughs> I know Bob Fett's gonna be right there, day one, buying that, because that's his copy of Batman vs. Superman downstairs, right? Oh, yeah. he died. Like, he's, he died on January 1994. He was four years old yeah. when this beautiful man died. Yep, uh, so we're not going to see him. Uh, I, I believe a lot of the villains were older yeah. in that show, so they're probably all gone or out of commission. Um, well, yeah. it, it's going to be animated, though, right? Yeah. So all we need are voices. Yeah, we don't... Uh, Ward's still alive. We don't necessarily yeah. need them to do the I voices. Think. It just would have been a part of the charm. Yeah, Burt Ward's still alive. Yeah, well, he does yeah. the voice of Robin. Him, so, I mean, like, so, I mean, so not all of them are gone. Yeah. And he was... He was Younger than everyone else on that show. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think yeah, beautiful. Boy wonder. Uh, now, actually, branching a little bit off of Batman '66, Injustice. Um, what is the tagline for that? What like because the first one's Injustice Gods Among Us. I can't remember the name. Season <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea uh, had to have a moment. <laughs> shit, I don't know what the tagline. Um, is. Yeah, I can't remember it, but it's Injustice Two. And another new announcement trailer come out for Harley Quinn and Deadshot. Um, it looks great. It's Tara Strong, I'm pretty sure, doing Yay. the voice. Um, so good. 
It sounds like Terra Strong, anyways. It sounds like Harley Quinn. Uh, and Deadshot. Wow, I can't wait to play with, with Deadshot's character. Like, that, that part where, like, it's obviously, like, either one of his specials or his finisher or something, but he's firing oh, he, all the... And then throws the gun up in the air. Yeah, and, and he's firing those, like, perfectly aimed shots, spinning around, gun comes up. Yeah. Wow, he looks good. <laughs> he looks fun. Worst that heroes part. ever. That's <laughs> yeah. one of the captions. Um, but okay. I can't wait for this game. Like, so far we've got Blue Beetle. There's a lot of villains. Yeah. Um, well, got there more... were a lot of villains in the last game too. But um, it seems like like we've gotten more. Like, they're doing. They're doing this new quote, like unquote villain reveals late right now than we've yeah. gotten. Like we've we've seen a lot of the hero footage. Um, uh, have we I seen mean, Flash? As, as far as heroes go, yeah, we saw Flash well, in their official like trailer. Trailer. They're doing this whole like worst villains ever, worst like villains ever kind of thing right now. So they're yeah. gonna be introducing a lot of villains. Yeah, um, kind of like they yeah, I, and you know that this was these two being in it were fueled by suicide squad. Not that yeah. Harley wouldn't have, but Harley and Deadshot getting revealed at the same time. Yeah, it's because of Suicide Squad. But so far we've got Superman, Batman, Aquaman, uh, the Flash, Aquaman, Supergirl, Supergirl, um, Gorilla Wonder Woman. Grodd. No, I'm talking about heroes. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman. <laughs> and there's there's a Blue Beetle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty Wait. sure that's those are the seven heroes we've got, and then we've got Atrocitus, Gorilla Grodd, uh, Deadshot, Harley Quinn. Um, and I can't think of any other. No, ones. Flash and Wonder Woman haven't been. No one, no one's heard anything about. Wonder that. Woman was in Wonder the Blue Beetle's trailer. Yeah. I know, but I mean, they did like at the. They didn't get a reveal trailer. Yeah, they didn't get yeah. a reveal. They don't know if it's gonna be a reveal trailer for them. Well, so those are kind of your standard characters. Yeah. Right? Still, they could do something different. You know, Wonder Woman's gonna be in it, and uh, Flash on. was in their official. Yeah. Like, the first trailer that came out, Flash was in that. So they've already like, made the decision that he's going to be in there. You can't make these games without Batman, Superman, you got to have the Justice Flash. Uh, uh, I, know, I, think, I know Ed Boon uh, said that he said, he said, everything we've learned, we're applying to Injustice 2. And I thought that was really cool. Because yeah. he took all, them, like, all, the people, all the things that people didn't like about Justice 1. And Which I don't see what people didn't like. I mean, the challenges, the, the challenge modes were kind of annoying. There's more customer... Uh, custom, Customizable, Jesus. Gear options. Yeah, cool. and apparently, um, during the fight, they armor up accordingly. Yeah. Is something I heard. Um, which, because cool. we were wondering, like, what is so with like, the armored suit? Batman goes up against Superman, he's going to have the armored suit, whereas if he goes up against. Well, I think he goes up against uh, him normal, and then, like, during the battle, the uh, battle suit comes also, out. Also, cool. there's a tournament mode. Which is what he called the level playing field mode, so that way you won't have a like level fifty Superman against a level one Batman or something like that. Oh, so them lo they level so they... up individually. Wow, but, but so the there's a little wrote... RP uh, RPG. Yeah, well, there's a certain mode that like it'll make it even. Or yeah. maybe it's like a brand new player like going to get like ranked matches against you like, know someone who's been playing yeah. for yeah yeah it's a it's like ranked matches and I think it's I guess that's cool. good too because that way yeah. you don't you know it doesn't discourage anyone from playing yeah. like oh I can't play online because I keep getting killed because I'm on level one Aquaman. yeah uh the, but the first game was so <laughs> great uh I'm surprised it took him this long to get to an injustice too uh because I love the first that story just like 
I was expecting such shit. Like, I, honestly, I was expecting the diarrhea to flow from this thing because well, it's been enough to spawn a bunch of comics and shit. Too. Well, it was uh, it was because of DC versus Mortal now, Kombat. Where, did they, where did they leave off? Mortal Kombat on game. the end of Injustice One. They defeat Superman. So making, so making sure uh, was Batman, sure Batman Superman imprisoned, right? Imprisoned Superman. Yeah, you did. Batman imprisoned Superman. Yeah. Um, I don't think they kill him, but no. Uh, yeah. I mean, it had a great story. Uh, it was so fun be in there. playing with them. They had okay. a legit reason why everyone was like able to go toe to toe. So yeah, that was a great game. Can't wait for this one. Like, can't wait for it. Can't. I need it now. Cannot. So we're going to go on a road trip to yes, WB Studios. Yes, we are. Get an early release copy at gunpoint. We're going to steal it. <laughs> oh, so they sorry. won't know it was us because they don't listen to our podcast. Of course. And uh, then we'll let you guys know how that goes. Um, okay. So. <laughs> what, Yay. what did you drop? Nothing. Oh, you're playing with... Uh, Bobby Pins? Yeah. Um, I know it's going to be. I know it's going to be amazing. Uh, moving on from that, let's let's go over to the Marvel side of the pond. And uh, we're talking about Civil War II. Uh, got extended to eight issues, which seems to be... Uh, most people are pointing out that this is what they've been doing like in recent years. This is what they've been doing for a while. Because well, Punisher, um, the very first time he got his own miniseries, it was released as a four-part. And by issue three, they extended it to five. Um, well, and it raises the question, do they do, they do this because it's... it's doing well and they want that extra book or are they doing it because they didn't anticipate having this much information that they wanted to write and put out yeah you know um which which brings up another question uh if it's the latter of those two uh thoughts then why because they planned out the marvel cinematic universe so uh, like they don't release extended scenes two months later because they went and filmed them because they just thought of this. You well, know? And that's what was the question. Like, during the writing process, how far in advance are they are they writing? Like, okay, they have their storyline and all mm -hmm. this plotted out, so they initially anticipate, what is it, seven issues? Yeah. And then, like, yeah. now we're about halfway. We're essentially now halfway through... And they realize, okay, seven's not going to be enough to get through. You know, we can't put everything that we need to convey for yeah. this story for it to make sense in three more issues. We need to extend it to one more. And I think that's why, because I don't think they did like one of seven, two of seven, like they did with Secret Wars. I haven't seen any of that. It's just been number one, number two, number three, number four. No. So I think they kind of, they almost anticipated. Or just wouldn't stop doing that because of Secret Wars. <laughs> it was like one of eight, and then seven of nine. What? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> and I didn't even hear, like, I didn't see anything online about that either. Like, this got an announcement article. Like, yeah. I don't remember seeing anything about like they're extending it to nine issues. There, uh, there was some stuff about it, but there was more talk of the delay on it rather than the. Uh, extension yeah 
And the delay is what pissed more people off than anything because that put all of these newer Marvel number ones coming out before Secret Wars concluded. So people were like, yeah. "What?" They're like, "No one." Knew yeah, that was on. so irritating because I was I was ready for Secret Wars to be done. Not that I didn't enjoy it. Um, it was okay. Uh, I was I was just issue. ready for for it to be done because I was sick of paying fucking five dollars a month. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. No, uh, it, it could be that. I think maybe it's uh, maybe it's the the four uh, forehand version of what you said <laughs> of um, the they anticipated seven, but yeah. now realize it's going to take eight. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Because um, I don't I don't think it's uh, them being like we're going to fuck them out of five more dollars. <laughs> yeah, um, but. You never see this happening at DC. I'm just saying. That's true. And it's not like I'm a DC fanboy. I love DC. Both, never but. really does major events. Yeah, like, it like they do, but it's not nearly as often as Marvel. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> you never see anything like Dark Side War. Could have easily been like you know they could have done it like Marvel does Secret Wars or Civil War Two. They could have been like Dark Side War, but no, it was a Justice League arc. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Night of the Monster Man is coming up. They could yeah. just be doing... They could just do a Night of the Monster Man book or keep it to Batman, but they're doing Batman, Detective, and Nightwing. So, um... Which, I think with that, they just assume that most people are probably reading those anyway. Yeah, if you're reading characters. Batman and Detective, you're probably reading Nightwing, too. Yeah. Um... Which is a fair assumption. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's one of those things that makes Marvel stand out. Maybe DC doesn't do it because Marvel does it. Yeah. Um, but the uh, image they don't do they don't do world events. But I mean, DC does plenty of uh, mini series. Can't wait till Civil War two. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> um, what team do you want? You know yet? Um, I don't know yet. I'm still Marvel. Great, but I, Iron I'm Man. I'm I'm Team Iron Man. Probably, you know, for the most part. See, this, this you know who's on both sides. This I is do. one of those situations where it's like, uh-huh. I I'm with <laughs> Iron Man on this. Um, one. well, be it was really last Your issue issue feature. four that kind of sold it for me because and he was talking to all of them at the end. Yeah, where he brings yeah. up, he's like, "Look, I've scanned his brain. This is how it works." And Captain Marvel's still trying to be a bitch. She's still like, you know what? Okay, fine, but I'm gonna wait till Hank McCoy has a, has a chance to look at it. Already did. Move it. Yeah, he's like, I did. It's legit. And she's still like, you know, fuck you guys. And she's not budging. And then, um, and then later, like, Tony's she's like, the Tony Stark of yeah. the first Civil War. <laughs> exactly. She's just not budging on this. She believes herself to be right. And I think it's mostly Rhodey's death. That's yeah. affecting her. Rhodey's right death, She-Hulk's injury. Yeah. She has to make sense of all of this somehow, and this is the way she's chosen to do it's it. so cool. Those teams are so amazing. I still don't. Iron Man, Captain America, Sam Wilson. Thor, Black Panther, Star-Lord, Luke Cage, Hercules, Hercules, Miss America, Daredevil, Black Widow, The Hulk, Am Amadeus Chow, Cho, and Deadpool. And Captain Marvel has Captain America, Steve Rogers. Now, okay, War is Machine, this... Is this what they're they're basing this off of that first image where it has okay that has been changing back I know. and forth because uh, Captain America uh, Steve one. Rogers was on Iron Man's team in issue four so yeah like, and like in a later People, issue it's basically what happened with 
like the first one yeah. is people are, are kind of starting to see what's going yeah. on rather well, than siding with their team leader or whatever. Well, here's the thing. In issue, um, I, I think it's 10 or 11 of All-New Wolverine, Captain America is there on behalf of Captain Marvel to arrest uh, Old Man Logan because uh -huh. Ulysses has a vision that, she's go that he's going to kill Gabby. Um which he does at the end of the Man, this um, this Ulysses guy is he's, he's he starting throwing this shit. this world on its yeah. head. Um so I don't know at what point Captain America switches allegiances. Um uh, or if they just fucked up in issue four and accidentally drew him on Tony's side. But um yeah. So I don't know. Uh I've enjoyed Civil War. I have to. So, it's, I can do another It's issue. been fairly slow so far, but it, it is really starting to pick up now. It needs to stop being $5. That would be great. <laughs> uh, but, okay, more Marvel news. We're going to movie, uh, movie news here. Uh, Vin Diesel kind of let it slip that Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be a part of Avengers Infinity War. Um, which I kind of think was like a no-shit Type situation. Yeah. Um, well, being Thanos and they've already had dealings yeah. with Thanos. And they they introduced one of the Infinity Gems in Guardians of the Galaxy. So yeah, uh, yeah it just makes sense. Um, but people were were like pissing themselves <laughs> out of excitement. People are excited from this, uh, from this little news, and I'm like, it, yeah, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I mean, it's that, gonna be cool. I'm not like that's me. Yeah, it's gonna I, be cool, but yeah. And, and there again, that's a that's another big thing coming up. Is talking about Guardians of the Galaxy is the uh, Guardians Grounded or something like that is gonna be one of the new Marvel Now series huh. where they're not in space, they're on Earth. I wonder if that is because they're on. Like they end up on Captain Marvel's side, and they, something happens it, during Civil War. Yeah, there's. I think it has something to do with the events of Civil War. Yeah. But yeah, that's one of the new titles. Is Guardians yeah. Grounded? I didn't see that. I looked at that uh, advertisement. Yeah. Um, Man, I, Brian I want. Huh? Brian Bendis is writing it. Oh yeah. And, uh, he's hit and miss. He is hit yeah. and miss. He is really so missed, far, but you know what? Enjoying, I think he's doing really good. Right I've now. been enjoying most of his stuff here lately. He's uh, he's more of a big picture guy. I think is yeah. why he. Uh, this is kind of one of those. He, yeah, he he doesn't really care to focus too much on the little shit over here, and that's why I think like that Captain America ended up on uh, Iron Man's team because he's like, you know what? They got all these tie-ins. Someone else will fill that shit. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I mean, although he's writing a lot of the the ones that tie in. Really? Too. Is he? He's on. He's that. on several huh. right now. I did not notice that, but uh, still, he's more of a big picture guy. I think that's and that that can be good in certain places, but sometimes it can be annoying. Um, like fucking spawn kills everyone. Come on, we that. No. Um, I just want to see Star-Lord. I want to see Chris Pratt with uh, Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. I want to see that. Like, if there's anything that's got me, like, overexcited about this news, it's the fact that I'm going to get to see... The, I might get... I don't even know if I'm going to get to see them. It's just a really good chance. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. 
Something to look forward to. Let's bring the tone of this podcast down a little bit and uh, make everyone stay a little bit worse. Uh, You've probably already heard um, that Kenny Baker, the uh, actor inside of R2-D2, for pretty much every movie, um, I think one of the only things... Oh, no, he was in... uh, Yeah, he was in the... um, Christmas special too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he died on uh, August 13th, and uh, he died at 81, peaceful in his own bed, uh, which is really good because a lot of times you hear these, they like were suffering from this disease. They had been like going into remission, like. Yeah, great. Uh, we don't know if he had anything or not, but he was able to. Go I'm sure in one of the articles has elaborated on it. Uh, the one I read just went into him. He died peacefully. Um, but yeah, Kenny Baker, R2-D2, is no longer with us. And the thing that sucks most about this, um, I think, is that this is usually how it starts. Like This is usually when, like, the actors start dropping off in these projects. Because, I mean, you know, Harrison Ford hasn't always been in the greatest health in recent years. Oh, Peter Mayhew only could do the parts for Chewbacca where he was sitting down because one of his legs got messed up. A lot of times that leads to blood clots, and yeah. that, that kills you. Um, you know, Anthony Daniels seems to be doing all right. Mm-hmm. So we might have him for a, a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe. But, yeah, like, this is usually how it starts, and that, that's really sad. But uh, we're going to give, uh, what, 30 seconds of silence for... For can you, is that too long, editor? You, you never realize how long thirty seconds yeah, true. is. But how um, about ten seconds? I'd say five. I think ten. I think you deserve. We 10 should probably in his cut life. out this barter. <laughs> it's banter. It's very, we're not no, haggling. But. It's it's we're bartering for the time that's worth spending on Kenny Baker. <laughs> I think ten seconds. I think he deserves so, it. Let's do ten seconds. I don't okay. know. He's R two D two, so we can give him two seconds. He's popular too. He's the Ewok pop. Um. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Ten right. seconds. Starting. Ten seconds. We'll start on the the thirty mark. Whatever. No. And. Okay, uh, I hope you enjoyed that retrospective moment on the career of Kenny Baker while listening to flip. a fan. Because there's no way that fan didn't make it in there. <laughs> um, That's just a gentle but, breeze of habit and scooping him up. Yeah. But on a brighter note, <laughs> we got some new Rogue One footage. Oh yeah, yeah we, we did. did. We got a whole new trailer. Oh uh, we got two new trailers. Uh, we'll talk about the second one uh, later, but the official one... Uh, it gives us a lot more of action. Um, there is so much more action in this one. Because uh, before, it kind of just like, here's these characters you don't know about. And here's, here's some shooting. Some, here's and... some death troopers. And here's a, here's a blind guy with a stick. And it's like, oh my god, who are all these people? I want to know. And it's one of those types of trailers. Uh, this one also foregoes that sweet-ass piano theme. Um, and it's more like a redone... Um, Empire theme. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. Um, we get uh, another new character introduced who's some droid. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, really funny. He's, He's like, uh, 
very he's, pessimistic. Yeah, he's like, he's Captain like, said you're, uh, you're uh, part of our team. I'm, I won't kill you. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, huh. I'm so would he have killed her even if she was an innocent? Like, 97.6% what, like, what are you? Failure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we, we get to see a lot more ships. We can see one of those AT-ATs get a rocket launcher to the face um, because it's not an AT-AT. It's it's an AT-AT. I'm going to bring this up every time. It's not an AT-AT. It's an AT-AT. It's an All-terrain assault transport. It's not AT-AT. It's an AT-AT. How about that scene at the end of the trailer? That .5 seconds. The the whole half a minute, or a whole half a second... Of Darth Vader's back, and I lost Yay! my fucking mind. And you hear him. You hear him inhale. <laughs> you you get one inhale, one and exhale. No, I think no, we get there an was no there exhale. was no exhale. It was just you an get inhale. one inhale. You, back. you don't know where the fuck he is. You just know that there's all this red. It's probably like like because the rebels' computers have that same stuff. And uh-huh. It's blue, so it's probably just one of the Empire's computers. But, uh, and yeah, whole half a so second excited. of Darth Vader, and yeah, my we panties, got Darth fucking Vader. Um, anyway, we already knew. It was already, yeah. it, it was announced that it was going to be in the film. It was announced that James Earl Jones is coming back to play the voice. Woo! So, uh, which honestly, they need to make a soundboard of just James Earl Jones saying every word they can think of four times with four different inflections. Just so, in just to get dies, right, because like, after James Earl Jones is gone, they should retire that character. Like, oh, no yeah. more Darth Vader. And you know they're old, though. That's what I'm afraid yeah, of. They're it, not it, going That's to. the bad thing. It, it should be gone after that. Because Luke, we, I, it's not the same. Unless they soundboard this fucker. I agree. Actually, <laughs> and with the way Darth Vader talks, like, you can pull off a soundboard. It really does, he could. doesn't have to have too many inflections for each word. That's true. Uh, just pay, Disney, you've made your money. You Other made, than no. Like, yeah. no. No, okay, now, look. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have to defend something. Not the no in episode three. Yeah. That, that is crap. Yeah. But um, when they uh, they announced the release, before Disney bought them, when they announced the release of uh, the Blu-ray set, that, like, $100 Blu-ray set, more oh, or less, yeah. and um, they said they were doing re-edits. Uh, they were adding new stuff to it. They were reanimating... Um, they they reanimated uh, Yoda in Episode One uh, as CG instead of keeping that puppet. But they didn't reanimate him in the original trilogy. I'm surprised that they didn't go that far. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, no. But like one of the things everyone was pissed about was that they added nose to the end of. Uh, Empire or uh, Jedi, where uh-huh. Vader kills the Emperor, and what I thought was that they just took the no from Episode Three and copy and paste. That's what I thought. They that don't is, do that. That is not what happens. Oh. Um, they it is they had James Earl Jones come in and record a couple no's, and the the way he starts out, he says no, just no, real quick, kind of under his breath a little bit while things are going down. And then he grabs up the Emperor and he says, No! And throws him down. It's not like the super elongated no. It's a little little extended no. But just like an emphatic, I'm not going to let this happen. And it fits. It, should, it feels like it should have been there always. Um, 
I I am perfectly happy with that edit. <laughs> but now it's given him this no stigma that most people don't understand because they haven't even seen those Blu-ray copies because it is so expensive. Yeah. Oh, but God, they're gorgeous. They look like brand new movies. The original <laughs> trilogy looks so fucking clean. Like, you can't even imagine really? how good these, these films look on Blu-ray. You have this? Yes. Yeah. I have this. Yes. And it is what, like, out of all my DVDs, it's my most prized possession. So if I... If I loan it to you, you need to extend like a glass protective case <laughs> from the middle of your living room, protected by lasers. It, it'll be uh, one of those, um, like, like the Beauty and the Beast rose protector. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, Which also, uh, not something on our list here, but have you guys seen the side by side trailer for Beauty and the Beast? No. Yeah. It's, like, is it I'm so yeah, the, the 2017 trailer? Is like obviously it's new live action. Yeah, that. yeah. I'm so but excited. Scene for scene, it is the, the exact original trailer. trailer. You know what? I love it when they do that stuff because I was watching Dragon Ball GT or uh, Dragon Ball Super recently, and um, he uh, he goes into his uh, muscle like oh what was it Kaioken? No, it was Ultra uh, Ultra Saiyan. Is what everyone was calling. Remember when they were fighting Cell and Vegeta and oh, Trunks yeah. in these new forms, but they're too bulky and yeah. they can't move fast enough to really hit Cell after he's perfected. Uh, he pulls this out because Vegeta says he's going to train him, and he's like, "Okay, I'm going to go all out into this form." Uh, Vegeta goes Super Saiyan Blue just to throw it in his face, um, <laughs> and they did shot for shot the exact same uh, shots. That um, happened when he goes Super Sa uh, uh, Ultra Saiyan in the original Cell Saga. Nice. Yeah, they did shot for shot for it, and it's and they pulled this out so cleverly because you think, oh man, we're gonna have to suffer this bullshit again. But no, uh, he drops it the minute Vegeta gets so close to him. He drops it, reverts back to a faster form, and takes a swing at Vegeta, <laughs> and he's like. Vegeta, you know, gives him props for that and all that, but of course Vegeta's still too fast. Is Super Saiyan Blue. But anyways, <laughs> my little tangent. No, yeah, uh, I love it when they do that stuff. Yeah. That whole shot for shot, like, homage. And you know they're going to come out with another trailer. Yeah. Their, their trailer. This was their fan service trailer. Yeah. Uh, you, know what makes me, like... you know what makes me happy about Beauty and the Beast, though? Ian McKellen's movie, Cogs. Ian McKellen is in this movie? Sir Ian Oh McKellen. my god. That's awesome. That's so He's cool. He's Cogsworth. And, he, and Ewan McGregor is in the air. Yeah, yes, nice. I did hear that. Oh Luke my Evan, god, you McGregor is like, oh yes. Of course Emma Watson, the beautiful Belle. Oh, like, yeah, I can't wait for this movie. This is so, the, like the cast is amazing. Who plays the Beast? Dan Stevens. I have no idea who that is. Well, Kevin Klein plays Maurice and he's pretty cool. But let me tell you Dan Stevens. Dan who Stevens. is this Dan Stevens, man? Why is he my Beast? Uh, let's see here, mm. filmography. Um, uh, yeah, a whole lot of... He was in Secret Tomb, not in the museum. Downton Abbey. Like, okay, that, like, there is probably a fan base for this guy because he was in Downton Abbey. Yeah, he's actually... I read... I watched some of it. He's actually... I really think... I think he'll be perfect for it. Yeah. I think he'll be um, absolutely perfect for it. I don't I'm not familiar with most of the stuff in his IMDb credits, but, yeah. He even looks the part, which is <laughs> awesome. 
That's how you know. Well, look. he's gonna be he's heavily made. I know, but I mean, well, like, but I mean, eyes wise, because I mean, you can't like, you could only CGI and shit so much. Yeah. And Kevin Klein, maybe Maurice. Maybe I'm, I'm hoping he is like. Tom. He dad. <laughs> he's in a lot. I, I'm hoping he's gonna be like. Wild Wild uh, West. Remember that who, horrible freak show movie? Fuck. Tom Hardy. I hope he's gonna be Tom Hardy good because uh, uh, he did such a good job of Bane because he mostly only had his eyes to emote. He had to convey his character's emotions all through his eyes. The weirdest um, fucking voice ever. Because he didn't have the rest of his face to emote. Oh, with. Um, I liked it. I don't know. I think it's funny because everyone liked it. Everyone liked it. Now people are because it wasn't Heath Ledger's Joker. Who was as good as Heath Ledger? Fuck you. No, Heath Ledger wasn't even. The I just never really joke. known Bane to have joke. that much of an accent, with that different that accent, you know, different accent, yeah. yeah. But. And people are gonna get so bad that I'm gonna go ahead and start shitting on the Joker. It would be really hard. I'm gonna have to try really hard to find <laughs> things, but I'll find them. If there's anyone who can find something to hate about something awesome, it's me. Okay, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah, so. People just need to stop. But yeah, anyways, yeah. Uh, Rogue One, Darth Vader, awesome. Um, but I think that's going to be it for this podcast. Um, we've got really nothing else to talk. It was kind of a slow week. Even these topics were kind of like lower end Hitting topics. Some of them were stuff on. we already knew, but now we have like visuals for it. Um, but anyways, guys, you can check us out on uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, um, uh, iTunes, all for your Sort of My podcast, and we're also on Instagram. Uh, you can check out Sort of My Brand, who is our awesome host of all of this, on uh, Facebook and YouTube, where you can see a lot of other great shows that we do, and eventually this one as well. Um, once things settle down, I can and start maybe transferring maybe one of these days we can figure out how to get the Should Nights Gaming I don't, yeah. I don't want to do that. On YouTube? <laughs> I uh, yeah, I thought we were just going to leave it as a live show. I mean, there is a way. If we wanted to go ahead and put it up, we could just screen capture. There's recording programs yeah. for that. I mean, because you can't download it. Right. Thing. I just I don't think you can. I don't think. Maybe from desktop. We should try it on desktop. I know you can't from your phone. Yeah. Um, and uh, to close that, you can also check all of our awesome news out on Sort of My Comics on Facebook. It's just a news circulation website for all things nerdy. Uh, I've been posting some movie stuff. Yeah, basically. Not necessarily yeah. nerdy stuff, just movie stuff in general. Um, so yeah, it might branch out, but eventually it's all going to be for our comic book store, which will be revived one day by the hands that have built this podcast, which is all of us. Kind of sounded like I was talking about myself there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you were kind of channeling your inner spawned. Yeah, more or less. Um, guys, my name is Vin the Human, Vincent Herman. I'm Chelsea Watkins, Chell Razor. James Odell, Alpha Spectre. And Hugh, that badass outro music.